Hello and welcome to the Geekatorium podcast number 25. So, uh, this this episode, we've got a little bit different. So rather than being a comedian or an actor or anything like that, I managed to sit down and talk to Rick Yantek, who is a former Disney Imagineer. He used to work at the Disney theme parks, uh, helping create all the stuff. Um, and he's, he's, he knows some pretty cool people. Um, you know, the, he, he manages to name drop a couple of big names throughout the, the, the podcast and, uh, just, you know, have a listen out, but, uh, you know, I've met Rick, uh, I've known him for a while now and he's just a really fascinating guy, knows a lot of stuff, really enthusiastic, um, loves, loves the stuff that he loves, uh, very much loves Disney. Uh, loves all the geeky stuff. And it was just really cool just to spend an hour or so sitting down with him uh, and chatting with him. And his his contribution to the geek arc at the end has to actually be, one hands down, one of my favourite things. So much so because he actually brought me things to hold and look at. And it was awesome. And I've got those things. And I will photograph them. And I will put them on my website, which will be updated at some point, And you can see them. And it was just really, really cool. So it was really nice to talk to him. He's such a great guy. Um, and it's just, I just found it just, just, just interesting just to talk to him about, like, you know, Disney and sort of the inside and all that stuff. So that was really, really cool. So have a listen to it. Um, and if you enjoy it, uh, subscribe to the rest of the podcast go back and listen leave a little review for this one and for the others because if you didn't know if you didn't know that if you didn't know that uh, you can actually review every single episode that you listen to of the Geekatorium podcast so why don't you do that that'd be awesome um, if you if you really I've got one thing to tell you uh, this week so it's Monday the 18th of February uh, this Thursday if you're listening um, I'm going to be back at the Leicester Comedy Festival for one last show. It's going to be my solo show, Still a Fan. So that was a show that went up to Edinburgh, uh, Edinburgh Fringe at the end of last year. Uh, did really, really well. So if you want to come along to that, uh, tickets are £5, which you can buy from the Leicester Comedy website, or their pay what you want on the door. But, you know, if you want £5 up front, that'd be nice. Um, also, I did record the Geekatorium Live podcast, at the Leicester Comedy Festival a couple of weeks back. So that will go up in due course. It went really, really well. It was really good fun to record. Um, and I think I think you guys will really, really enjoy it. But if you've really enjoyed the podcast, as I said, go out there, tell other people about it, uh, subscribe to it, um, review it, uh, share it, all those things. And if you really, really liked it and you do fancy giving us a little bit more support, uh, what you can do is you can you can buy me a coffee. So if you go to uh, coffee.com, that's ko-fi.com forward slash Rick Carranza, uh, you can you can donate a coffee that goes all all the money from that coffee goes back towards running this show. But enough from me. Without further ado, let's get on with the podcast. Yeah, man. Good. How are you? Yeah, yeah. it feels like a very early start. It does. Um, yeah, um, but all right. How's your morning been? Have you good? Had a had a whole French press of coffee. A whole so, French. How big yeah. a French press of coffee? Uh, I don't know. Eight, twelve cup French press. Okay, I, that's uh, a lot of coffee. A lot of coffee. Yeah, yeah. I've got to be honest. Like, it's, it it seems to be a thing on this podcast where I end up like every other podcast talking a lot about coffee. Well, because, coffee's great, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so do you like? What, do you have like a what? What coffee are you drinking right now? Uh, right now, I've I've got a very fancy hazelnut, uh, wit- wittered coffee. Oh, Witter- okay. is that a yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. wittered yeah, yeah, yeah some sort of 
brand. I don't know, yeah. English brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because the English are known for tea, not coffee. I know, so. I know. I don't know what that's all about. But, but yeah. No, that's pretty cool, man. Uh, I, I'm one of these, I go to like coffee shops and random places and yeah. find beans and go, I'm yeah. gonna, I want your beans and I'm going to go a grinder at home. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, I go You've all out. the whole grinder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. Man. Yeah. So I do that. There's a place up in, um, in near my future in-law's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is like it's the most random place possible in Amble there's this little coffee hut whoa right? it's like on the, it's like on the, it's like on the um, uh, on the harbour they've got yeah. like this little market thing and there's this hut that sells random coffee from around the world like Colombian coffee Kenyan coffee blah 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 Amazing. you can buy the beans and it, they're so they're so good yeah it's now like my favourite coffee place in the whole UK but I can only get coffee yeah when I go up there, so because you're, you're spoiled from from that coffee choice, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, Everything absolutely. else is just kind of a poor sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I will, I will settle. So you've had a good morning. You've had your coffee. Yeah, you're feeling yeah. all ready to go. Absolutely. Further. And you? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I, I I never planned to wake up as early. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm not a morning person very often. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, yeah. So it's, it was so getting on the bus. You know, getting into town this early was like what? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm here now. Excellent. So I'm all good. So Rick. Yes. Rick. Uh, tell me. I know this is like the most confusing <laughs> thing. Rick and welcome to the podcast. Yeah. The two. <laughs> it is confusing when people shout after us. And yeah, it's like what? Which one are you talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which, 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 which one? So, Rick, tell me a little bit about uh, yourself. So, you're 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 not from the UK. I'm not from the UK. No. I'm from uh, California, Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah definitely. Ah, where about some LA? Is there a specific? Uh, it, it's a, it's a little town called Thousand Oaks. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's about an hour actually outside of LA. So when I say LA, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. it's not really. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You're just saying yeah. like it's like someone from like I don't know uh, Litchfield claiming they're from Birmingham. Yeah, because they're yeah, like, it's, it's not, a city. Well, not exactly. no one from Litchfield would claim they're from Birmingham. But <laughs> let's be honest. Um, so yeah, you're from from California. Yep. And you've been living now. You live over here. Yes. Uh, I live in. Uh, now, don't judge me. Wolverhampton. That's fine. Yeah, That's there fine. it is. Yeah. We all make mistakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> LA to Wolverhampton. That's Whoa. Quite a, that was quite a, that's quite a journey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So my, my wife's from England originally. So, right, okay. Uh, uh, and she's from the Lake District. Beautiful. Right, Beautiful. so yeah. you guys were like awesome LA. Yeah. Beautiful Lake District. Yeah. Where shall we live? Wolverhampton. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's nice near a canal. So there it is. Um, <laughs> I, we don't have canals in LA, so... No? No, not no. really, no. Don't you have, like... Like, because you see it on, like, um... <laughs> you, you know those, like, big bass and those... Yeah, the... Like, racing. Ravine. It always Yeah, always like ends Greece. Up, yeah, yeah. always, like, Greece or, like, uh, Fast and the Furious. They always end up yep. racing down these things. Yeah, Fast and Furious. Yeah. What, the, they're drainage canals. Though, yeah, we they? call that the LA River. A river. Yeah, I mean, that's the best we've got. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it never looks like a river. Like, I played Grand Theft Auto, and they've rec recreated it, and it's not a river. It's not a river. Yeah, no. it's, it's only a river if there's extreme rain happening. So. <laughs> and how often is there extreme rain? But, you know, not very often. Although, no. it is raining there right now. Is so, it? Yeah. Wow, they're doing so, better than us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've not even got snow. We were promised it. We didn't yeah. even get no snow. Yeah, no snow. Which was great for me, because it's too yeah. cold. What was the last time? So... You grew up in LA. I did, yeah. I'm going to ask this question. When was the first time you saw snow then? First time I saw snow uh, was about two and a half years ago when I moved to the really? UK. Really? It was that? Yeah. 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 Because um, it's, like, it's a whole thing, isn't it? It's like, I know a few people, people from, like, they come from like sort of the climates that are like that. Yeah. Um, and they go, oh my God, I've never seen snow before. Yeah. Like, I, I had never seen snow until I came to the UK. 
Yeah. And what was your? I mean, obviously you've seen it like in movies, and yeah, stuff, like Christmas movies. And you stuff know, like I have that. to say, I was a little, I was a little underwhelmed the oh, first really? time I saw it because it wasn't like thick snow. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Then, uh, it never is. Yeah, last January it was a little bit. It was a little bit more intense. Yes. So there was a little bit of uh, snow. We could build a <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Build built a snowman, um, <laughs> and that was exciting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my hometown. It the last time it snowed was the year I was born. So I guess mm. I've seen snow, but I don't remember it. Really? Uh, that yeah. So, wow. That, that's, that, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy for me to think about that, and I, I know like I I have some mixed race on my. Filipino side of the family, you know, they'll have never seen snow and yeah. stuff like that. Like, but because I was brought up in Scotland, like, it's just a regular thing, and I'm always disappointed because, as you said, it's always like this is just a bit of slush. Yeah, absolutely. In the UK. Yeah. But, <laughs> where is it? <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't had experience in Scotland. Sorry, but uh, I'm sure it's colder, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah a little bit. A little, yeah. Just a little bit. But yeah. It's very cool. Cool. So, what brought you over? So, uh, so my wife being from England, uh, she wanted to be closer to family. So, so did was, you meet over? Yes. So we met uh, in the uh, in the U.S. and she was going to a cinema makeup school actually. Oh. So um, that comes from the fact I was working with Disney at the time. Yes. So one of our friends that uh, worked for Disney as well was also attending the cinema makeup school. Yeah. And we we just went to Disneyland. Believe it or not, that's how we met really? at Disneyland. Yeah. I just want to check something. I, I've done this paranoia thing of like, is it recording? Yeah. It's definitely recording. Excellent. So yeah. Good. No worries. So yeah. you met at Disneyland. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. So she had said she'd never been to a theme park before. And I was like, let's change that straight away. Really? We're going to Disneyland. And uh, and that was how we met. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, we, the cinema makeup school. So she actually was working with uh, some other individuals that I got to work with at Disney as well. So mm. we had some mutual connections that way. Mm. And um, Joel Harlow, who's one of the uh, makeup artists for Johnny Depp, so mm. he's uh, Johnny Depp's key makeup artist, yeah. um, was actually one of her instructors as well. Oh, okay. And uh, I've, got a, I've got a small story about Johnny Good. Depp, actually. Yeah, so um, I had met Johnny Depp a few times previously, but my cousin is actually the casting director who cast him in that Nightmare on Elm Street film. No. Way back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's been a long history of, of knowing him. And actually, I ran into him about three years ago, and he actually recognized my cousin. No. And, and me there. That's and amazing. It was, just, it was just incredible because, you know, you hear a lot of things about yeah, yeah. actors and things. Yeah, but of course. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. Every time I've met him, every time I've spoken with him, been incredible. Is, yeah. that, is, is that weird sort of thing? When you know someone, uh, yeah, well, you, you say you hear stories of people being fam- of famous people and stuff yeah. like that, and you always think, oh, they're going to be either horrible or slightly aloof or whatever. Yeah. But when you actually know them, yeah, it's a different thing. Isn't Absolutely. It? Yeah. And and while he's shy, definitely, mm. um, you know, a lot of stars that I got to see on the Disney Studios a lot were, were actually. Really cool, really nice yeah, people. Yeah, 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 just down to earth, regular, yeah, doing regular job. folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're doing a job. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's not maybe the sort of mystery around it. I mean, obviously, there's a few, you know, jerks out there. Yeah, right? yeah. There always is. There always will be. Yeah. So yeah. That's really cool. So you worked for Disney. Yep. What was it you did? So I, I started off working at a store. You know, mm-hmm. everybody knows the Disney store, yes, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Pilgrimage when you were a child. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So I was 16 when I started at the Disney store. Um, and yeah, and it was just in my local mall, um, mm. shopping center. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so probably like I needed to translate. translate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we, uh, uh, about 
when I was right when I turned 18, I actually got a job at the Disney Studios lot. Right. Um, and when I moved over there, I was actually the merchandiser, which was amazing. Mm, because I got mm. to merchandise any sort of window dressings that That's they would amazing. have on the studio lot. Mm. Those window dressings were specifically to cater towards people who were filming movies. Right. So, right? So, so it was try to, to get product to them. Uh-huh. So they would say, right, we, we're going to have this product available for you to purchase. Yeah. And we have these window dressings here facing the sound stages where they were actually filming. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Bad. Yeah. Oh, and okay. we had book signings. Um, so I don't know if you know who Leonard Malton is, a yeah, film yeah. critic. Yeah. So he, he was one of the big advocators of actually having his books there. So we got to work with him a few times. Um, and then we'd have the cast actually be there and signing for the other Disney employees that worked on the lot. Because not everyone's a... You know, famous movie star, right? <laughs> no, 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 exactly. So, I've, I've, I've done my fair share of conventions. Right, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. This, yeah. Is, this is Klingon number three. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's yeah, so that's how I, I worked at the Disney Studio a lot for about five or six years. Right, so okay. uh, I was there uh, doing visual merchandising, so either creating products mm-hmm. or actually displaying them in yeah. a visually interesting way. Okay. Uh, and then moved over there to Walt Disney Imagineering. Uh, yes. Yeah, so for about it... seven years. So, yeah. Okay, so yeah. what does that, like, we've all heard, Yes. you know, Imagineering. <laughs> what does that involve? So, yeah. imagine... what, what can you tell me? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's going to be a tricky one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Imagineering is the division of Disney that creates theme park rides, <laughs> creates the theme parks, it creates live entertainment, mm. cruise line. There's a lot of entities, actually. Adventures yeah. by Disney. There's a lot of different entities that, that Disney Imagineering actually creates mm. for the theme parks, for just immersive experiences. Mm. Actually, we even worked with Disney Store on the rebranding as well. So there's a lot of more to it than just making a ride. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I actually was on the team that actually got to work on the graphics for a lot of new attractions that were coming out. Yeah. So... Uh, I got to create products that would launch at the same time as the right, theme okay. park attractions yeah, or yeah, lands yeah. or whatever launched. That's yeah. fantastic. So you got a real sort of... So you got to see stuff before. Because to get into that stage of yes. making these things, you yeah. would see things way before. Definitely. The yeah. Market. So were you like... How in, not Obviously you weren't involved in the creative process of making the thing. Right. Yeah. No. But yeah. how early... <laughs> In this stage of those creations, would you understand what's going on? When, when it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, when it got to the graphics department, that would be where I would step in, step in as well, yeah. and then we'd work on any sort of logos or branding or any sort yeah. of entities like that together. Wow. And then sometimes that would require, you know, a preview of the ride, or maybe I was just being selfish and I just wanted a preview of it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I famously remember going on. Uh, Star Tours, which is a Star Wars themed yes, yes. ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I got to do a lot of product associated with Star Brilliant. Tours. But to get a better understanding of what the new ride was like, I actually got to preview that. Oh, a, cool. A few times before it opened. So that was amazing. What a great opportunity that was. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So it's like yeah. you had this like real sort of yeah insight to something that is huge. You know, like Disney's like this definitely massive thing, and you 
been on the inside. Yeah, it was it was such a great opportunity. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. So, what when you were when you were growing up in yeah. LA when you well, were growing up? Yeah, what was was Disney your thing or what was your thing? What Absolutely, you Disney was, was it all thing. Disney. Yeah. <laughs> so like when you got that job, then that was like yeah, dream come true. Uh, my. Uh, my my uncle who mm. has worked for Disney for over forty years. Yeah. So oh, wow. yeah. Okay. So starts insight into Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, so your uncle is. Uh, so what yeah, does my, he, do? he he does mu- music clearance and he's a uh, music production. So right. Okay. It sounds like a weird job, but no, uh, no. Yeah. I, yeah <laughs> so, clear, I mean, when I say music clearance, yeah, it's like, we're getting rid of all the music. Yeah. No, yeah. We're just gonna clear this out. <laughs> <laughs> Make silent theme parks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first fifteen minutes of Wally. That's every movie yes. from now on. Oh yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but any sort of advertisement that has popular music mm. in it, or any sort of theme park walking space yeah yeah, yeah. it has music yeah of course yeah yeah and you don't think about well actually the artists that made that music want to get paid (laughs) yeah so yeah Yeah, so so on the back of that my uncle would just make sure that you know their contracts were fulfilled and that that music was appropriate for that location yeah that's what he does now so yeah that's fantastic so he's been doing that for 40 years yeah so that was kind of your inside exactly get into disney yeah so what um so you got into Disney, but when you're growing up, you're watching Disney. Yeah. Right? Now, oh, yeah. how old are you? You're about. I'm. Uh, I'm 33. About, about the same age as yeah. you. Yeah. A couple of years <laughs> difference between us. Yeah. So you were brought up, and I think we were we sort of briefly talked about this the other day. It's like yeah. you were brought up in that sort of golden era, like oh, the yeah. 90s. Yeah. Of like, animate not not like because now it's like amazing as well, but it's also like Pixar. The Pixar direction just took everything. Incredible. But that sort of I think that was probably the last time. That hand-drawn animation, some of the best movies came out in that time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say from uh, Little Mermaid, mm. uh, really start to see some solid hand-drawn animation, all the way through to maybe Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah the fantastic, all, all of those hand-drawn animation. For me, I, I know I can recall seeing them all on opening day yeah. at, at the movie theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, amazing. So if you had an uncle in... Disney. I mean, how much um, knowledge did you have growing up? Uh, a little. I mean, a little bit. I remember um, we. I remember so we we were invited to this this screening, uh, and I didn't know I didn't know what it was. I was young yeah. at the time, of course. And uh, and my parents didn't know what it was. And it was by this uh, movie studio called Pixar, and we were like, "What's that? What's Pixar?" <laughs> it was for Toy Story. Oh my god, and, uh, no! <laughs> and we got to preview Toy Story at Disneyland, which was, I didn't even know, you know, what, yeah. what's, what yeah, well, CG animation was, really. What's yeah. the big deal yeah. about this? Exactly, yeah. 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 So, so going in just blindly to yeah. going and seeing this in a preview screening as well was just incredible it was just what an experience that was yeah that's incredible i would have loved to have been yeah it was i'm yeah i remember when um toy story came i'm a massive pixar fan right i I genuinely i i I feel like even when pixar are at their worst they're better than everybody else yeah like yeah i agree with that yeah yeah (laughs) like we we can all admit that the car series aren't the greatest yeah but they're still (laughs) phenomenally better yeah than some of the competition yeah Definitely. Um, and I, I remember the, I remember, I do remember seeing, I was, you know, I must have been, what, 14, uh, when Toy Story came, it was 96, 
Uh, yeah, 95, 96. Yeah. 95, 96, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I was 13, 14 when yeah. that came out. And I remember, like, it wasn't, it was so impressive. Like, oh my God, that's like computer graphics. That's yeah. incredible. Because, like, I remember, like, the, um, the first time in Disney that they were like, oh, we've used computers to animate this was um, Basil the Great Mouse Detective. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, You know the scene inside the Big Ben with all the cogs? That oh, was yeah. all done on computers. Incredible but, scene. Yeah. But yeah. it was all done with like, I can't remember how they did it. It's like they drew it on a computer and then still colored yep. it in yeah. uh, manually. Was it Definitely. That, yeah. Right? yeah. I think there's some some uh, like bonus feature on the, Yeah. Uh, on and they the, talk about it. How, like, and they is, talk about how they had to hand draw it and then kind of fill in the yeah. Blanks with CG. Yeah, yeah which was yeah. Which, which was incredible. <laughs> yeah. So it was like I remember seeing that going, oh, that's pretty cool. Then obviously like Terminator Two and stuff like oh, that, where you yeah. go like your graphics are great. But then to see an entire animated movie. Yeah. In that, and not only was it completely animated CG, but the story was amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if the story had sucked. Yeah. That movie would have been swept completely under it, the rug. And the music. Oh yes. The music is actually really good in that film as well. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, Radigan? What a, what a song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Basil the Great Mouse Detective was, yeah. A, was a... Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That was yeah, probably one of the few yeah. of the 80s. The 80s seemed to be a sort of a, not a great time for Disney. Yeah, there was some... There was Oliver and Company's all right. I like Oliver and yeah. Company, but it was like it was like one or two. Yeah. It wasn't like... Definitely. If, if, you, if you think about like classic Disney movies, I always think like you either name those ones in the 90s or Little Mermaid, Aladdin, yeah. Lion King. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast, right? Absolutely. And then it's like, you go further back, it's like Robin Hood or Jungle Book or yeah. Snow White. And it's like, it's like, it goes up to about the 60s, 70s. And then there's a sort of like 80s where it's kind of like... Uh, I, I think I think part of that is because there was a, a huge mentality in Disney and it's well documented that they were, they were thinking about what would Walt do. Right. Yeah. And so there was such a, a level of status quo in the late mm. 70s um, after he passed. Yeah, in 67. yeah, yeah, of course. And just thinking about, well, how, how can we make this like Walt did? How yeah. can we make this like Walt did? Yeah. And eventually, quality diminished because they needed to move on because Walt was very progressive, mm. right? And mm. uh, so rather than like being, yeah, rather than sort of thinking what would Walt do differently? Differently, yeah. They kept just, saying, what would he do the same? Yeah, what would he do in the 60s as he's always done? Yeah. yeah, yeah and that's, yeah. that's not how Walt Disney would have approach the situation if he were alive yeah so i think that was to their detriment until michael eisner came along um who actually influenced greatly all of the amazing quality of work mm. that came along mm. after that as well so yeah, yeah. so yeah. which is your uh, which is your favorite disney movie then well that's a tough question it is uh, a tough okay tell you what then yeah we'll give you top three okay are we just talking animated um, let's go animated. Let's just talk animated. Okay, that's yeah, good. Because, yeah. because yeah. The, we, I mean, yeah. I might throw the country bears in there. Oh so. my word. Whoa, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Got to put a wild card. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it, I'd have to go with Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and The Lion King. And I know, yeah. they, I know they all came out sequentially, you yeah. know, right after one another. But for me, those three are excellent. Now, uh, honorable mention would go to Snow White because mm. what a film actually if you yes. go back and look at it, it yeah is, no it's stunning it's a yeah. beautiful film yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It, is, it is interesting that I, I, I um I think I would agree I think yeah. that, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find people who would disagree with that yeah because well, Beauty and the Beast was one of the ones to first win an Oscar wasn't it oh yeah Beauty and the Beast was the first animated full length feature film yeah. to be nominated for a nominated best picture was, yeah yeah and uh, and it 
Yeah, I, I would say if I had to pick, Beauty and the Beast would probably actually be my favorite because mm. you look at the depth of animation in that film. Oh, it's stunning. Incredible. The, uh, yeah. the ballroom scene, that thing. Like, yeah. It's just on yeah. another level. Absolutely. It's on the right. Um, but it, yeah, just there's so much, yeah, as you say, depth to the story and yeah. depth to the animation yeah. that yeah, it absolutely holds its own against Definitely. anything. And, um, and uh, I would also say the opening sequence of Hunchback of Notre Dame for me is mm. phenomenal. The rest of the film falters a little bit, but uh, yeah. the opening segment is amazing. Yeah. See, I'm, I've got a massive soft spot for Lilo and Stitch. Oh, Lilo and Stitch is a great film too. I, I, yeah. just, I just love how yeah. it's, it's, it's a movie that just makes you feel really good yeah. about everything. Definitely, right. yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. And, and, and it, for me, it, it involves sci-fi elements, so yeah, I, I, I am a massive sci-fi geek. Yeah, so I, yeah Lilo and Stitch is, is a great film, actually, mm. yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 I think you'd be hard. I think, like, yeah, I think Beauty and the Beast, definitely. Aladdin, I mean, it's Robin Williams is a giant blue genie. Oh, man, like, yeah, amazing. Like, how much of that, <laughs> how much, how hard would it be to animate that working with him? Because oh, he's huge off script. Just, just all over the place. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and I, I wonder how much is on the cutting room floor. That is, that's how oh, much yeah. you've got to wonder. Yeah. Um, and Lion King, I mean, you don't need to say anything about Lion King. It's, it's what a movie. Yeah. It's, it's Shakespeare. That's yeah, what it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. really is. Yeah. And, um, and again, all three of those have a, a quality of animation that's, yes, that, exceeds a lot of other films around yeah. it so and yeah. absolutely hold up today absolutely yeah like, you, you could watch you, any of those today. yeah 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 there's like if you look sh and you know disney are guilty of it but even other studios are guilty of it is that when you watch the animation today it looks dated yeah like you know it doesn't hold up whereas yeah. that just it holds up it yeah. just still looks as if it'd be absolutely. yeah i think if you watch like shrek mm. for example which mm. isn't a bad film no it's not a bad film at all does look a little dated yeah. Yeah. What was I watching the other day? Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, this is bad." Oh, it wasn't an animated movie, but it was like, um, it was a, uh, it was Star Wars: Attack of the Clones, and that for CG, yeah, has not dated well. Yeah, it hasn't. Yeah, yeah. there's some, there's, there's a, uh, there's a few good scenes in that, but <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, you, you're trying yeah, to justify yeah, it. Aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I would say that's the worst Star Wars film. Yeah, if I was gonna, it's it's funny because like I think yeah. everyone. Everyone, for a while, everyone was like, The Phantom Menace is the worst one. And then suddenly it's like, No, actually, Attack of the Clone. Like, oh, it seems to be the last few years. Yeah. Suddenly everyone's gone, Actually, no, do you know what? Phantom Menace has some redeeming moments. It does. It has, it has yeah. uh, the Jewel of Fates. Yeah. Which is a great scene. Great yeah. scene. It has, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the pod racing scene. It's not bad. It's yeah. exciting. It is know? exciting. Like, yeah. It also led to a great uh, computer game. Yeah. So, oh, yes, like, it did. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I can't complain about that. <laughs> um, I, I, I actually like the battle on Naboo. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah me yeah. too. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Right? There is some redeeming factors about yeah. it. But Attack of the Clones. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's slow. It's... Uh, it's got a lot of story elements that we didn't really It's over-reliant on CG. It's so much CG. So right. much CG. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> way too much. Yeah. It's like, do you remember like um, the jump from, like it seems to be a, a habit of like filmmakers. So like Phantom Menace had like a good mixture of live action and CG. And then suddenly uh, it was like, we're going to go completely CG. Yeah. Um, and then it seemed to be like the third Revenge of the pulled back a lot. It did, yeah. yeah. Um, and... The other series that sort of, and it happens, I think it happens with quite a few sort of, especially science fiction series, like The Matrix this happened to. Whoa. The first Matrix movie, phew, stunning. Maybe yeah. Small budget, stunning. Um, and then the second movie, budget was huge, 
so reliant on CG. It looks bad. It's it's dated now if you go yeah, back and watch yeah, it uh, looks really either good. of the Matrix sequels. So yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, they <laughs> do not look good. Yeah. And you're just sitting there going, oh, this could have been amazing. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. I think whenever you rely too heavily on CG in any mm. type of film, you need yes. to re- realize that eventually, over time, that's going to look dated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like um, what's funny is like the um, the first movie that sort of really um, made CG easy um, was Jurassic Park. Yeah. Right. And definitely, what a film. Yeah, it's stunning. Yeah. And, and but that was again that blend of live action versus CG. Yeah. So you had like scenes where so like um, the T Rex attack. Yeah. Some of it was CG. Some of it was live action. And if you watch that, you're going, I just you know. It still holds up. It's it, still and you can't really identify what's CG and what's yeah. what's live yeah. action. What's what's real prop. So and that is really what makes it pop. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's absolutely. like so a movie like that holds up. Whereas yeah. like you look at say Star Wars and you go, why? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that definitely. Is such a shame. Yeah. But, hey, it's it's, it's <laughs> okay. so you Star Wars fan as well. Then I am a Star Wars fan. And yeah, you an all around sort of. I'm a Star Trek fan as You're well. You're a Star Trek fan. Have yeah. you been watching the new series? I have. I, I literally just finished the third episode Brilliant. of Discovery this morning. Luckily, I don't think this will come out for uh, a couple more weeks. Yeah. So let's feel free to... We'll put a spoiler alert on here now. Yep. But spoiler we, alert. We yeah. can talk about Trek. Uh, yeah. Have you enjoyed the new series? I have very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's... Um, I think it's a... And I loved the first series. Whoa. Yeah. But yeah. I actually think this is better. Uh, so far, these three episodes... I think the third episode took uh, took a little bit of time to build into it. They covered a lot in the yeah. third episode. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure how I feel about Spock's mom, but... Uh, yeah? It's okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. No. But um, other than that element... I liked the... Uh, yeah. I liked the uh, the appearance of the D7 uh, Klingon Whoa. battlecruiser. Amazing. Like, yeah. it's like, cool. So, <laughs> and it's like... It now, like, season one was like, this is what's happening. And now season yeah. two is like, oh, now they're bringing all the elements from the old series so we actually understand where it's going. And Definitely. Kind of and I'm like, yeah. this is good. They all have hair again. I know. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like amazing. They actually look, they look better with hair. Yeah. yeah. They've, okay. they've covered up a few of those little things that they needed to touch on from yeah. the first season that didn't really get to or they just were kind of almost plot holes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I'm loving this. Second yeah, season, I want um, yeah. Tig Notaro to come back. Yeah. Uh, she was brilliant in that episode. Fantastic. As a, yeah. the engineer stroke doctor. Yeah. Just amazing. Loved her. She was yeah. hilarious. So I can't wait. To, I, want, I need her to come back. Definitely. I'm sure she will. Yeah. <laughs> but the ending of the third episode. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Where do we... Uh... So you follow the rumors. Yeah. You know for a fact, so there's a there's a Picard series. Yeah, definitely. That's coming down. Yeah. But they also announced that Michelle Yeoh is going to be doing a Section 31. Now that is so series. interesting. Yeah. yeah. And that for me is... Uh, yeah. Wow. I know. That's, We're going to finally get to... Well, you know, touch Deep Space Nine territory maybe. And, well, that's the thing uh, I was yeah. going to say. We're going to... Yeah. Like, <laughs> Deep Space Nine I liked because it was... I, I liked in later years. I didn't, I didn't like it at first. Uh, the first few seasons of that are maybe my least favorite of yeah. all of Trek. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Once it started do- touching on sort of like the, the season-long arcs and the, yeah. the, the darkness it could get and stuff like that. I was yeah. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and Section 31 popping up with Bashir yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to... 
like Star Trek's developing a real dark underbelly. Like yeah. they're starting to explore the darker sides. But that's good. You know, you need to explore that. I think. Yeah, the, I, yeah. I I think it's fine. You know, yeah. some people have a problem with it, but I think, actually, as you said, I think it's good to sort of explore. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it it's high and low, especially like in today's age. You know, is you've got to have the you know you know if you've got lofty ideals, if you've got like one for like world peace or you right. know making a route plan, but. Um, people are going to explore the darker side of you. Yeah, like, definitely. People will try and find dirt on you constantly. Absolutely. So it's quite interesting that, you know, Star Trek is like, this is, you know, the future of humanity is we reach out and we look for peace and da da da. Yeah. Actually, we've got a real dark side. There's still that dark side in Section 31 series. Yeah, and uh, I think we need to look at, uh, um, you know, it's, it's funny because Into Darkness mm. was actually a little bit on the nose trying to be Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I was doing air quotes there, by the way. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. really effective. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, at least once uh, per podcast, we do something visual that doesn't help. And so. uh, yeah, and and exploring darkness. I mean, you've got to explore the darkness with the light. I mm. think you know. Mm. And yeah, I mean, it, it, Star Trek. We've been we've been hoping and wanting a new series for a long time, and yes. being able to have multiple new series come out of. It's incredible. It's like it's, it's like the, it's like yeah. it's like the, the the high days of the nineties again. Absolutely. You know, next gen and Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Yeah. You know. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Those are great times. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. And and I think um, Star Trek's being smart too because they're they're looking at what's happening with Star Wars and, mm. and they're making you know these new. Uh, shows coming out like yes. Mandalorian. Yes. Out. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm excited. For which that. which will be fantastic. Well, yeah. it's John Favreau. Yeah. So yeah. who's know. done no wrong? Um, let's well, <laughs> Chef is good. Iron Man was great. Yeah. Elf. Elf. It's fine. Uh, okay, I have a controversial opinion. Oh, uh, you don't like Elf? No, it's not. That I don't like it. Well, I just don't think it's as good as everyone makes it out to be. Okay. I think it's fine. Yeah. I think it's fine. I'll watch it at Christmas, but. It's not my first choice. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's not my first choice. I no. was going to say it was like my third choice. But third choice. What's your yeah. Christmas movies then? Uh, Love Actually. Yep. Um, oh. Uh, Home Alone. Home Alone. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Great yeah. films. Um, I mean, those three would probably be. Is that yeah. Because <laughs> like, I, I, yeah. I, it's not Christmas hasn't officially started for me until I've watched. Um, Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, of course, Muppets Christmas. Yeah. How could I forget that? Oh yeah. my gosh. What Home film? Alone. Yeah, I'm yeah, great. Yeah. Um, and Die Hard. Then it's Christmas. Okay. And I know it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Die Hard's great. Yeah. I don't know if I call it a Christmas film. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. It's old, old, uh, old argument. But, so the funny uh, thing is for me, like I've, I've always sort of said, it's a Christmas film. It's definitely a Christmas yeah. film. And I think that I have said it so much. And watched it so much at Christmas <laughs> that I have made it part of my Christmas. So therefore, yeah. it's a Christmas, it's a Christmas film. film for right me. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'd watch it at Christmas. Yeah, but yeah, you know yeah. what? I'd watch it at other times of the year as well. Which yes, is weird. Which is true. Yeah. Saying that, I have watched the Muppets Christmas Carol in January. Really? Oh, no, not in January. In a uh, in summer. Like whoa, because it's it's Muppets. I mean, it is. It is so great. Good. I mean, you know, if you're gonna say Die Hard is a Christmas film, then what's to stop you from saying like uh, Iron Man three? Is a Christmas film. Oh, it's Christmas there's, film. there's Christmas in it. It's Christmas in it. Yeah. Yeah. Batman Returns. So, <laughs> so weirdly enough, like when I was growing up, I always considered um, Empire Strikes Back and the Voyage, Star Trek: The Voyage Home, as Christmas films. 
Only because for some reason is that they were always on at Christmas. Yeah. BBC would always have them on. Yeah. At Christmas. Yeah, definitely. So for me, I just associate them as... So like for me, Star Trek's Christmas film yeah. is uh, The Voyage Home. I mean, technically it should be Generations because there's yeah. actually a Christmas scene. There's actually it? a Christmas scene in that Yeah, film. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but uh, for me, it was always The Voyage <laughs> Home. And I don't know why, but it's just because it was on at Christmas. Yeah. As I said, um, uh, Empire Strikes Back was my... Star Wars Christmas movie. And it's cold too, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's got hot. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. There's snow. There's uh, some snow happening. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah. Kind of there's a, I'm, just, I'm, trying, I'm now trying to think of ways. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find some way to make Darth Vader Santa Claus. Yeah. And that. Well, I mean, he, you know, they, they've released some merchandise where he is Santa Claus. Yeah, so I know, right? Basically is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're not a good boy, yeah. you know, we'll force choke you. Yeah. <laughs> That's not, not I, a good I, thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, Christmas is a mad time because I, I just... Yeah. I associate those I don't know why but and I, and the Die Hard thing is funny because I, it is I think it's become more of a Christmas film for me not because I think it's a Christmas film but because I watch it at Christmas yeah does that make sense yeah no that makes I mean I saw all the Hobbit films at Christmas yeah uh, Lord of the Rings saw all that at Christmas so I kind of watch those every Christmas each time yeah those aren't Christmas films they're no not, no, not, no, they're, they're nowhere near Christmas yeah. unless yeah. you count Treasure Under the Mountain as I mean tree, yeah. you know yeah. presents <laughs> under a tree somehow and I mean, Smog is giant and red yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah so, so he's, he's Santa. Like Santa yeah, 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 yeah absolutely there you go yeah. right. <laughs> slaying all yeah. <laughs> I mean this yeah Fire, fireplace, he breathes yeah, fire, yeah, there it is. Yeah, Santa, so. Santa slays. Yeah, there it is. All the dwarfs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there, yeah. You get, there you go, you got all the dwarfs. dwarfs yeah, yeah. Christmas. Making, there we go. It's the Christmas. We've made, yeah. we've made the Hobbit. Christmas <laughs> film. Officially. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah? Absolutely. What did you think of the Hobbit? Whoa, I knew you were going to ask me this. Yeah. I have a controversial opinion. Go for I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to counter your controversial opinion about Elf. And, yeah, uh, go on. And um, I prefer, whoa. I prefer the first two Hobbit films to the last two Lord of the Rings films. There's a very specific... Oh, whoa! I know, I know, I wow, know, I know. Right, so that's controversial. I'm not saying the third Hobbit film, because that was a little yeah. extended. Well, for me, the Hobbit went on one film too many. Yeah, it did. I agree with that statement. Um, yeah. Two films would have been fine. Yeah. Because uh, the last film was like... The last film was just too long of just a battle scene. Yeah, that yeah. information could have easily been inserted to the second film. So yeah. I think what where the Hobbit suffered was it tried to draw in too much from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, to tie them all together, um, which it didn't need to do. Like the source material already. Interesting. Like there was there was some scenes from Lord of the Rings that were brought into the Hobbit. Yeah, and I was like, you don't need to bring that. In. What? Uh, yeah. And so it's like. I don't know. I remember reading The Hobbit when I was a kid, and it was like, it's only like, what, 300 pages? Yes, it's short, short read. It's so short. So two films would have covered it. Fine. It's interesting because I actually really liked the Lord of the Rings y scenes. Did you? In The Hobbit. Um, I see, I watched Return of the King the other day, Mm. um, and I just thought it was way too long. Really? Just going on and on and on and on. And I feel the same way about The Two Towers. Yeah. I, I like them. I like them both, but I just felt like they were both way too long. It's really funny because that's um, yeah. It's always considered like the Lord of the Rings is one of the few trilogies where the movies get better as time goes on. Yeah, you've gone no, no. I've gone exactly the opposite. Actually, Fellowship of the Ring is probably my favorite of all the Middle Earth films. 
that wow really i know i know well, i mean it's good i mean don't get me it's wrong it's a good film it's, it's, it's a stunningly good film it's just um, it's a solid it's not hard to follow sean bean dies <laughs> yeah sean bean dies anything sean bean dies in it's is, instantly uh, good game is that a spoiler alert? i mean maybe, they, maybe people really know. if it's a spoiler alert <laughs> in 2019 for a film that came out in 2000 oh, i think man. i think we might be okay yeah okay all right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah sean bean dies you know it's yeah. like a mark of quality uh, yeah like game of thrones yeah like, absolutely you know I'm, huge game of thrones that, that's yeah. yeah, and that's coming back soon, April fifteenth. Yeah. I yep. think it is. So, yep. looking forward to that. Absolutely. Yeah. What did you think of the last season? Loved it because that was the first season that deviated from yeah the source material, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, I I'm a fan of actually deviation from the source material if it works. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, give me an example. Um, Apart from you know, obviously, I'll give you an example of when it doesn't work. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. So I'm a big Harry Potter fan as well. Yes. Uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Yes. While it is a good film, if you've never read the book, yep. whoa, does it just depart from the source material a lot. Does it? There's yeah. so much information in the book for me that's not in the film that it just the film doesn't do the book justice. Really? Yeah. Yeah? It's an interesting one, the Harry Potter series, because yeah. especially it's different directors every time. Yeah. bring a different thing to it. it. It's visually stunning. Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah, of scenes yeah, yeah. in there that I'm like, that's an incredible scene. It's, yeah. I'll be honest, the one I like the least... Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. I get bored. Yeah, I agree with you. The first hour of the film, yeah. even though there's a ton of information in the book that they could have included, yeah, just not there. It's yeah, just yeah. Boring. It's, it's, it's yeah. My favorite one is uh, Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban. I still think is the yeah is my favorite. It's yeah, my it's, favorite. A, it's a good film. It's good. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah, Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> I struggle with. Yeah, I mean, whereas Deathly Hallows Part Two, for example, is very different from the book. Yes. Um, as far I mean, obviously they both have battle scenes and things like that. But um, but having it outside is so much more visually interesting that mm. I actually think it improved upon the book. Mm. That's my really? opinion. Really? Yeah. Okay, there you go. That's, that's my opinion. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's, that's good. From a cinematic perspective, if it just took place in the Great Hall, it might not look as interesting visually as... Uh, how, do you, how do you improve yeah. something where it's like in one place? It's very hard to do a movie that's based in one yeah, place. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's only so much you can do. Uh, may, and, and maybe, a little bit, that's what the downfall is of the last Hobbit film, tying back into that, because a majority of the film takes place in one location. Very true. Actually, it's yeah. just one big battle. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, well, I need to see more places here. I need, yeah, I need more information out there. Well, there you go. That's a very good sort of... Uh, Way to bring it around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part Two, could have fixed. Yeah. The Hobbit. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Hobbit yeah. Movie. Just take a few notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only. So you're a Harry Potter fan as I well. Am. This yeah. is great because in uh, twenty four episodes, twenty odd episodes. Uh, we haven't had any Harry Potter discussion Whoa. at all, right? I yeah. know you would have thought by now we've had a, we've had a lot of Marvel, we've had a lot yeah. of you know, obviously Star Trek, Star Wars, all yeah, that comics, definitely. but no one's discussed Harry Potter. Really? Yeah, fantasy seems to be sort of like yeah, but positive. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> you're a big Harry Potter fan. When I am a big Harry Potter. Potter. Yes. Um, yeah. Were you from the beginning, from when the books uh, first came I, out? I I started when the third book came out. Okay. I distinctly remember getting all for all three books at the same time so that's Prisoner of Azkaban yeah. and before yeah, um, yeah, and I read it. all three and I thought well this is great yeah yeah. <laughs> and then I watched the films and I watched the first one and uh, you know I was too cool at that time in my life so I was like oh this is just whatever a bunch of kids running yeah, around yeah this is for children yeah it's for children <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. second one I didn't even see in the movie theater didn't even bother yeah, 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 yeah didn't even bother but then the third one came around it's interesting you mentioned Prisoner of Azkaban because it was visually so stunning mm. that uh, you know um 
that I, I had to see it. You know, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. just, I, everybody was saying it's a great film, and wow, that really—it really is. Really That's what I'm saying it's one of the best. And that got me back into the books as well. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I'm a massive fan of the books. I've now talking about theme parks because that's one of my main passions. I've been to, uh, I used to work for Universal as well. Really? Yeah. Wow. And, um, so I got to work on the opening team that made Harry Potter in Hollywood. No. Uh, which was amazing. That's yeah, a great experience. And um, I've been on the ride over a hundred times. <laughs> Honestly, it's uh, what an attraction. It's just incredible. Yeah. For everyone that worked on it, it's just. Really? Yeah, it is. Oh, that's fantastic. The, I've never been to a land that's so immersive, just mm. in general, the whole Harry Potter and walking into Hogwarts is, it's unlike anything you've ever experienced. So they've got like a hall, they've got the Great Hall, yeah. they've got uh, the yeah. Diagon Alley. Everything. Yeah. yeah, so Diagon Alley's in uh, Orlando and yeah. they've got, um, they've got Gringotts Bank there at the, at the end. They've got, uh, they've, they've got everything you, you've seen in the books uh, or seen in the films, read in the books, they've got it there. Got you it know? there. And they're working on even more now and that's adding fantastic. and including more. And a Hogsmeade Village, incredible. Oh, yeah. brilliant! Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's 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 a world class experience, honestly. That's yeah, and just being able to step in and just completely immerse yourself in a land is yeah. And isn't that like that's the great thing about sort of like if you think about our parents, um, yeah. if uh, people are parents age who were like into sort of like Star Trek or they were into this type of thing, their their consumption of media was literally just watching it. Yeah, and definitely. maybe going to a convention. Uh, where they could talk to people about it. Yeah. But now it's like, especially for us, like, um, and uh, you know, for, if we have children and stuff like that, people are younger generation, yeah. we can go watch these things, and then we can go immerse ourselves in the world for real, incredible. which is like, yeah, it is an incredible experience, yeah. isn't it? So, Definitely. Like I, I, I did um, the Harry Potter Studios tour. Yeah. Oh, here, which is a great a couple, yeah, of, uh, I think yeah. a couple of years ago. Great experience. Uh, yeah. or a year ago, something. Like that. And it's just. That experience of like walking into the Great Hall for the first time, yeah, and you're going, oh my god, I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually, in I'm, I'm in the Great Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, I, where's my acceptance letter? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, oh, amazing. Yeah. So it's, it's, and you've, and so you've, you know, from Disney, and from Universal, you've had yeah. a hand in sort of, uh, yeah, a small hand, small but hand, uh, yeah. yeah, but being able to just see working hand-in-hand hand with the people who are the main creators of these environments has just been incredible. I yeah. Mean, um, uh, yeah, I can recall a conversation with um, with James Cameron and John Landau. I know, switch gears slightly, uh, on Avatar. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, being able to meet them and see their vision yeah. of what the film is and how that translates into a themed land environment Brilliant. is awe-inspiring. Because, actually, these filmmakers... They, they have a very clear vision of mm. what they see their world to be, and yeah, that yeah. translates so well into a themed environment. So, and working hand in hand with them is just is, is an incredible opportunity. If yeah. anybody ever gets a chance to do it, just. <laughs> yeah, so, if you ever get a chance to just go work with James Cameron. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, if James Cameron's sitting around yeah, in a coffee shop, just go introduce yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? What do you do? Just find his details online, give him a text, go, hey, James, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's incredible that you've worked with James Cameron. People, it, people like that, though. It, it is just, yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. It's just incredible. Yeah. And, really. uh, and, and it's amazing that he's got that clear vision of 
what he wants a themed land to be about. Because when you're making Avatar, while he's world building, he might not be thinking of actually physically world building, right? No, yeah. no, but he's got a uh, he's got a vision in his head, and yeah. that's the thing. It's like it's like say with Lucas and Star Wars, exactly. with Roddenberry, Star Trek, yeah. and all these people that go uh, Kevin Feige with a Feige with a oh, yeah. Marvel. Yeah, it's in their heads, and somehow, and you've got to you've got to love the. Um, I mean, it must be amazing working with people like that because yeah, for them to be able to translate, this is what I want. Yeah. And then you, people go off and create these things for them with yeah. their direction. Like to have that vision in your head yeah. of an entire world, an entire universe, an entire sort of, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just amazing. Yeah, and to be able to, to take that inspiration from them. I think the clearer the vision, like J.K. Rowling yeah. had an incredible vision for what she wanted her Harry Potter themed land to be. So much so, so that... Uh, she has to approve every change or every element that goes mm. into her land. Yeah. Now you think about that. She's made it. She's read the book. She's made the books. Yeah. She's yeah. had a hand in the films, and she has to actually approve every single That's thing incredible. that goes in there. Yeah. I mean, that is clear to me that she has a very clear vision of what she wants out of out of her work. And a passion yeah. and a care. Yeah. For that you know because it'd be so easy for someone to just make a world to make yeah. uh, something and then just go well shelve it now I don't care yeah. or even cash on it on the, on the cheapest way possible <laughs> it's funny you say that because I remember going on a Top Gun <laughs> ride uh, in San Francisco yeah. and uh, which is closed now yes yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're just like well you know, no one knows what Top Gun is anymore yeah, yeah. And, um, and it was just it was like oh here's some suit it, from the film Top Gun <laughs> and we painted it grey so it kind of looks like now, from a world building perspective, that's just no, no, that's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's like it's like I see it in conventions as well. Uh, yeah, um, you can go to like you know when you've gone to a convention where people care is that you've got whether it's like the amount of stalls that are there, the the attractions that are there, the things that are going on, amazing. And I've been to conventions that are amazing that are run by fans and um, definitely are. You can see the passion that's into the convention. It's yeah. brilliant. But I've also been to conventions that are just money grabs. There's hardly anything there. They yeah. overcharge for everything. The yeah. guests don't want to be there. Everyone's just kind of a little bit miserable. Yeah. And you're just like, you've got to have that passion for it. Definitely. Otherwise, why are you doing it? Yeah. You, you, you've got to be passionate about the convention that you're building or the, the, the world, world that you're building. building or whatever it is that you're yeah. doing in a visual medium like that. Yeah. You, you've got to be passionate about it. Otherwise... Yeah, Definitely. why are you doing it? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Unless you want to make money. Well, is, well, that's it, you know. Yeah, and people people are smarter than that nowadays. I think they are nowadays, yeah. yeah they can yeah. definitely tell when something... Yeah, they, you, yeah. You, people are drawn to things that have a little thing behind, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. So, on the Geekatorium podcast, yes. one of the things we do, that's sort of coming towards the end of it, yeah. um, is uh, we give our guests an opportunity to put something into the geek arc to preserve all time. Something yes. positive. You know, it's like, you know, so when people open it up in hundreds of years' times, thousands of times, they go, oh my God. Whoa. This is, yeah. oh wow, this is cool. This is what geek culture was like back then. Yeah, yeah. So like we've had some cool stuff and I, I have spoken to you before this, but we've had stuff like the Enterprise D is in there. Um, we've got the Ecto-1. Yeah. We've got uh, an N64. We've got a Sony Walkman. Yeah. So stuff that really sort of Covers everything. You've got like Jackie Chan's Armor of God, which is uh, great wow. film. Great yeah. film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got all types of stuff. So, Rick. Yes. What would you put in there? See. And why? I, I'm putting a I'm putting a couple of things in there. Yeah. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what I would put in there is uh is 
my theme park maps. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but okay. when you go into Disneyland, you're going to Universal, you're going wherever, uh, they give you a map, right? And that map is symbolic of, of, uh, of the actual whatever's happening at that time. Yeah. So if a new film's coming out. Right, got new you. Lands yeah, yeah, yeah. releasing. A new, I've, got, I've got some examples, actually. Okay, so, let's have a look. Yeah, so just to, make, just to what? Clar clarify what I mean. So I've got a Disneyland map here. Okay, so Check what, that out. what I'm looking at here is... I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is take photos of these. Yeah, please and do. And I'll put them on the show notes. Yep. And... Oh, okay, cool. So it's an actual map. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Now, from the perspective of how that represents geek culture, I mean, you think, oh, well... It's got everything, isn't it? It's Tomorrow got everything. Land. Yeah, look at that. There it is. Harry Potter, Universal. We've got yeah. Disney California Adventure. That's some cars. We've yeah. got... Yeah. Yeah. We've got, uh, we've got some um, Eiffel Tower made out of cheese. I mean, that's, you know, you can't get geekier than that, I think. Here's one. It's a Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters After Dark. Yeah, That's absolutely. pretty cool. Yeah, so you, you touch a little bit on everything with these. Yeah. And... And being a big theme park fan, oh, that's, yeah. I've just realized that's um, Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. fantastic. That makes sense. That's quite good, actually. I quite yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> you, I guess you never think, like, you know, a theme park is, for some people, a theme park is just a theme park. So they'll yeah. have an aim of, um, I know people, I've got friends of mine who are like, my aim is to go one day to Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Right? But for yourself, you've worked on parks. Yeah. And for people who um, are really into it, they change constantly, don't Definitely. they? Definitely. Yeah, and I think I think uh, there's a big misunderstanding around, you know, if you have if you don't live in Southern California, yeah. really, I'll say that, right? Um, for the most part, the majority of the people that actually attend Disneyland are actually locals. Really? Yeah. And they have annual passes that yeah, they yeah, yeah. they return every week um, wow. to see what's new, to do to just immerse themselves into pin culture, which we haven't really touched on. Yeah. Um, to see what new attractions are happening, to see previews of new films. All of that happens oh at Disneyland. God. That's incredible. See, yeah. I I just yeah. didn't think of that myself either. Like yeah. because and you're right, it's because you, it's a different culture where that's bit. And I guess if there was a Disneyland in your place, like so there's you know uh, was it uh, California, yeah. Orlando, yeah, Orlando, yeah, Paris, yeah. You know, that does become a thing for you. Absolutely. Yeah, Paris has got a Marvel time right now. I don't know what's yeah. called Marvel superhero time or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, you can actually see props from the films and things like that. Then they've got them scattered around. That's so, fantastic. And that, it's that sort of stuff where it's like, oh yeah, absolutely. This is, this is I'm able to go in a themed ride over here, yeah. but I'm also able to actually see elements from movies and comics that I love. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I've, um, just on a, like the last theme park I went to uh, was Legoland. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which I loved it. Absolutely yeah, loved great, it. great theme park. Um, yeah. And at the time they were doing, which was fantastic, was a Lego Star Wars exhibit. Yes. For me that was which just I like, saw, it was amazing. It wasn't, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. And it was yeah. that whole thing of like, you walked around, yeah, you got to go on the rides and that was great. I yeah. loved that. But actually I took more joy out of seeing that thing that's like, you know, that's, I love Lego for a start. Like yeah. Who doesn't, right? But Lego and Star Wars, and then to see the stuff that they've made, that's, that Millennium Falcon was incredible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I, I guess like, I'd never really thought about it that way in terms of theme parks. Yeah. Um, but that, that's a great addition actually, because if you look at these now, we've got like, yeah, Nightmare Now, you've got uh, Nightmare for Christmas, yeah. Harry Potter, it does cover. Yeah, you've got Cars, uh, I don't know. I don't know what this is advertising, but uh, food. Yeah, <laughs> lots of food. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. 
Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, Ratatouille. It's Ratatouille. Ratatouille. There we are. One yeah. of my favourite Pixar yeah. films. It's so, so underrated. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Great it's film. Fantastic. Okay, so we're going to stick uh, theme park guides. Yeah. Into, that's a brilliant addition. Yeah. I lo- absolutely <laughs> love that. Thank you so much, Rick. Yeah, no problem. Really appreciate it. Thank you for being a guest on the uh, the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate no, it. Anytime. So,